How's it going, everyone? This is Charlie Zamora with the XIX podcast. Play XIX, great headwear, amazing brand. So stoked to be able to continue to find ways to grow the game of golf, to have people get better in life and get better in their own fitness. And today we have the pleasure of having Brian Orr on the podcast. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Charlie. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, beyond excited actually to have you on because um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Will um, had Will Mayo had posted a picture that you did over there at Rams Hill, and I was like, "Man, that's a pretty epic picture." I think it was like um, some form of like night photography. It looked really yeah. unique and really cool. And Will did the podcast with me, which led me to another one of his buddies that we just had on that was a really, really great guy. And then from there, I was just kind of like checking out some of his stuff on Instagram and that photo popped up. And I'm like, man, I didn't, and then you were tagged. I was like, I want to check out more about this guy. So then as I kind of like went through your Instagram, I realized that um, you're extremely heavy in the world of golf, specifically photography. And it seems as though travel, is that true? Absolutely, man. Uh, I, I mean, you know, so long backstory, 18 years of backstory, but, uh, um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I can just try to start uh, in the beginning, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, please, that's that's the first question is usually what leads into is, is like, please just give us a background on who you are and, like, how how did you end up to where you're at now? I mean, as much as you'd like to uncover, we'd love to hear about how the passion started and, and what, sure. what got you to present day. Okay, so, yeah, so um, I, I grew up uh, in Park City, Utah, so grew up kind of very outdoorsy. Uh, my parents were big skiers, um, but my grandfather and grandma were big golfers. So um, they kind of – sorry, go ahead. What did you say? Oh, nothing. I'm, I'm just listening. Oh, sorry. I thought you said something. No problem. Um, no, yeah. So anyways, my, my grandma was a big golfer, and um, she kind of uh, – she kind of inspired a little bit of, of – fire for golf in me just because she would play with me (laughs) she would hang out with me and she wanted to actually teach me and i remember uh early on like when i my parents were divorced and so i i might i'd hang out with my dad on the weekends but when we go over and, and see his mom and my grandma she would always have golf on they were always watching golf so i would always catch like before golf was televised for you know the whole round, I would always catch the four hole, uh, television, uh, broadcasts on Saturdays and Sundays at her house. And so I kind of grew up with that, you know, and, and it really kind of inspired me to the beauty of golden hour golf. And I'd like to think that, I mean, obviously at the time I was not thinking about being a photographer. I was just a kid. I just enjoyed, enjoyed playing golf. So, Fast forward a couple of years where I started getting a little more into it and and was somewhat proficient in being able to swing and hit the ball. I would play uh, Saturday or Sunday mornings with my grandma occasionally. She always played early. So in Salt Lake, the big mountains uh, kind of delays the uh, sunrise. But this one course that we used to play all the time had the first tee was next to this lake and there was a par three across the lake and she would have the tea time that an early morning tea time. So we would be teeing off right as the sun would crest over the top of the mountain. And I would, we'd get this big, beautiful golden light in the mornings. And I literally thought the place was Augusta national. I thought it was Shangri-La. I mean, it was, it was the most beautiful scene and I loved it. So from, from the get go, even when I was a kid, when I started playing golf, I absolutely loved the look of this golf course in the morning. I mean, you know, the shadows and the definition and the light just made it look absolutely beautiful. So that's kind of, I think, where it started. I fell out of golf for a few years um, through, not really through high school, because we played a little bit in high school, just party golf, really. But uh, after high school, I, I started a snowboard company. And was really into um, snowboarding and skiing. And I grew up in Park City, so skiing was kind of second nature for everybody. But um, I didn't play a whole lot until later on. I probably didn't play golf for maybe seven or eight years through the snowboarding phase. But uh, it came down to 
when we were in manufacturing uh, and building of snowboards, <clears throat> summertime was kind of when we would be manufacturing most of the boards. So um, we would work in the morning and we'd work from, you know, eight to four or whatever. And then the guys in the shop were like, let's go play golf. <laughs> so started playing and just kind of really got back into it. And, uh, you know, fast forward a few, few years, um, I decided that I really like playing golf again. And I was like, you know, I should take a digital camera with me and just start a website and, and start posting some pictures to a website. So I could, I start doing that for about a year. And, um, my mom had moved to Southern Utah, which was a kind of a, still a golf destination at the time and is even more so now. But, so I was continuing to take pictures of all these courses in Utah. I wasn't traveling much in the media. I was just kind of a, a, a kid that was taking pictures and, and made a silly website of, of, of uh, you know, golf photography. Anyways, I end up shooting this course in Mesquite, a brand new course in Mesquite, Nevada. And I just, I happened to just catch it right with a digital camera. And this digital camera was a piece of crap in terms of what it was now. But the photo was good enough that they wanted to buy it. And a couple weeks later, I get a phone call from uh, a, uh, an art director for a golf magazine in Vegas, which at the time was called Vegas Golfer Magazine. It was a pretty solid magazine. I mean, they had, at the time, uh, it was a big presence in Las Vegas. They were like the Las Vegas golf magazine. And uh, anyways, the guy says, hey, um, this photo is fantastic. We'd like to run it on the cover. And he goes, how much? And I was like, uh, I don't know, man, how much do you pay? And he says, well, I'll give you 1600 bucks and I'd like you to continue to shoot for us. And I was like, sweet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's where it all started. Um, I mean, I was passionately doing photography just out of my own love for, for golf. I mean, I wasn't trained in photography. I just kind of felt like I had an eye for uh, uh, good composition and apparently caught the eye of an art director of a decent magazine, and, and that's where it all started. So over the next few years, I shot almost every course in Vegas, and they were had me as their course photographer, um, and <clears throat> that led to uh, a, a couple of other friends of mine who – I had met through skiing and snowboarding. One good friend of mine was a golf writer for a bunch of different publications. And we had met because of uh, an oddity in skiing um, called a monoski. And we were one of the only manufacturers of monoskis, which is like a snowboard, but you ride it like skis. Wow. So anyways... And there's a lot to unpack here, but I met this guy in a lift line and he says, what the hell are you riding? And I, so I gave him this whole spiel and he ends up wanting to ride it. And I give him this lesson and he says, well, wait a minute, you're not going to come with me. And I'm like, no, I'm going to play golf. <laughs> nice. And so he's like, well, cool, man. Oddly enough, I, uh, I'm a golf rider. I'm going to play golf at this fancy club in a couple of days. Would you like to join me? I'm like, hell Yeah. You know, at the time, I, I was a nobody. I was just a kid, you know, taking photos and in the snowboard business. But anyways, so this guy was pretty well-connected and, and, and a pretty well-connected golf writer who was traveling all over the world at the time. Basically, you know, he wrote for a couple different publications, and the guy's got an extensive uh, book career, and, I mean, he's written for a ton of places. Uh, his name's Joel Zuckerman and uh, a really good writer. But anyways, he kind of opened a lot more doors because he had connections to PR agencies and other media people and other magazines. So about a year down the road, he invites me on a trip to a, a new course in Idaho. And it was this uh, casino course called Circling Raven. And basically he says, hey, my friend is running what's called a media familiarity trip. Familiarity. Uh, familiarity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Familiarity trip. A fam, yeah, a fam trip. So yeah. Essentially, I, I get invited on this fam trip, and that opens the, the floodgates because I meet all of these people on this fam trip that 
our writers, magazine publishers, just connectors, you know, people that are just connectors. And that's how things start like that is you connect with people and you meet with other people. The next thing you know, those people are calling me about my photography that, that uh, you know, that I take. And so here we are. I mean, you know, so I basically just kind of did it on my own will and, and, and the whole thing spiraled from there. A couple of years later, I meet another guy that's a, a owner and publisher of a magazine who kind of takes me under his wing and has me as their main course photographer. I end up traveling all over the country, all over the world with them, with them. And, you know, fast forward 18 years, here we are. That's amazing. And what I, what I like so far, I mean, I like all of it, but what I like so far the most is, is that, um, the passion that grew you into what you're doing now started because a family member very early on invested time into you. And yeah. it was very special that what you got to have with your grandmother and, and what she yeah. introduced you to. And then now you get to take that to a, a whole nother level. So I think that that's, that's so cool that even though you kind of fell out of it, you're in snowboarding, that that always had your interest. And then kind of finding, you know, I don't want to say anyone finds their place, but maybe finding your your gift is, is a better way of saying that. Finding the gift that you have, which is a eye for, you know, making those contrasts and colors and how aesthetic, like, aesthetic you can make a golf course look. Um, obviously, just with a digital camera, Raleigh shooting, but no real background, an art director thinks it's amazing. So, I mean, there's a real talent there. And then to be able to take that further and continue unpacking that, growing yourself and learning and, and moving into that, I mean, that is an, that's an amazing way to uh, understand and find a gift and then really find ways to maximize it. Yeah, definitely, man. And, you know, even though I, I don't know if I would have uh, kind of noticed it at the time, <clears throat> because we were so into skiing. Like I grew up as a competitive skier in Park City. Um, I skied a uh, junior national freestyle ski team, went to nationals in Lake Placid in 1994, um, didn't make the Olympic team, but was heavily involved in, in, in mogul skiing when I was younger. And it was, it was almost to the point where and it, I, I, I guess it was to the point where I was kind of burned out on it. And golf was a little bit of a, of a an escape of it for me. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have this. I mean, I wasn't pushed or pressed to get better. I just went out there and screwed around and hit the ball as hard as I could. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was pure. And yeah, and 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 I also the, the odd thing that I don't that I that I didn't um, even think of when I was learning or playing younger is I could remember every single shot that I'd hit. I could go through the entire round and basically photo run through a photo memory of every single shot. Uh, and and even when I I can't do it as much anymore because I, I I play so much and I've seen so many courses now. But I used to be able to run through courses that I played years ago. I could tell you every single shot I hit for eighteen holes. Wow! And I could tell you I could tell you what the hole looked like and told you bunker placement and, and green slopes and all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, it's just stuff that registered in my brain in terms of like what a hole looked like or, and it was really, that really was definitely the passion is that I, I just loved everything about golf architecture. And, um, I didn't know anything about it at the time. It's just, I, I guess I knew what I liked, uh, in terms of visually. Um, but you know, golf was definitely kind of a, uh, an escape of the work side of skiing and snowboarding for me, which is weird <laughs> because most people have that as a recreation. Yeah, it, it is. But you know, the people that I have on this podcast, obviously yourself included, um, weird seems to be the normal, right? When people yeah. are doing extraordinary things, uh, things just take different turns. And, and what I've seen as a commonality between most people that really are able to lean into their gifts and their passions um, is, is that they were willing at some point to make a decision that a lot of people don't have the courage to make. And that's not a, that's not a negative thing. It's just a, it's yeah. a very real thing. Only yeah. on the other side of the physical discomfort, you know, mental discomfort, does a lot of growth happen. And you decided, hey, you know, like you said, you were a part of skiing at such a high capacity, entrepreneurial in your own business, doing things, working. But like that 
joy, I guess is maybe what it is too, of golf, the, the freedom, it probably just really manifested itself in the shots that you took. And that's what really engaged people, right? Because like anyone can literally go out and get a camera and take a picture of a golf course. But right. the way that you captured the things that you did then and probably still to this day, and I've seen, uh, you know, cruising through your stuff, seeing your work, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen it, uh, it like that, right? Like it's just, a, it's a perspective and you kind of allow someone to be almost in that photographic memory that I guess you have uh, through yeah. the photograph and see it how you see it. And I think that's like, you're uncovering something for people that maybe they missed. Well, that's great. That's a great way to put it, man. And I hope I'm, I'm glad that you see it that way. That's a, that's a great way to, I mean, that would be in essence what I strive to do with, you know, the work that makes it to my A-list stuff. Absolutely. I want to, you know, have people say, you know, this is my vision. I, you know, I hope, I hope you see the same vision and, and it makes you feel like, like I do when I take the shot, like, Oh man, that's fantastic. I love that. No, that's, you know, so that's what I definitely try and do when I'm, uh, you know, make creating these shots for sure. Now, you know, with the background that you had, uh, growing up and, and all the things that built you are, uh, into what you are today, um, in being at such a high level, you know, is there, one of the questions that I have is, um, you know, you mentioned the sport, the writer that you worked with, is there anyone else that's notable that you've worked with or just influential at any capacity within your own life that you're like, Hey, you know, like I had a, a good time either learning or working or doing, uh, a project with this particular person. Does anyone kind of stand out? Well, I mean, the, the, the three or four people that really uh, were able to connect, like, so the golf writer, my friend Joel, um, and then his contacts, uh, a guy who was a, a, a PR uh, guy who worked for a, a company that uh, did PR for, you know, 20 or 30 different golf resorts. So that connectivity right there allowed me to get to courses and get to destinations that were otherwise unaccessible for me just because of the cost and the time involved. So essentially the, the, the guy and his name was Dan and he runs to this day, runs his own PR company, Dan Shepard. Um, a great guy really knows his stuff. A great PR guy. Um, he, after that circling Raven trip, he loves what I do. Uh, obviously we, you know, are, you know, good friends and, and uh, have a good time on the trip. So he invites me to go to Hawaii and I, I get to go, I go to Kauai and I go to uh, a bunch of other you know properties that they represent and I just do my thing. And so that guy was hugely helpful um, in terms of just giving me the access to epic golf courses to create what I can do. I mean, you know, I can I can go to a a municipal golf course that's just this boring flat track with grass and 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 a, and a pin and probably make it look okay, but in the end, you know, there's not you, you you can't I can't manufacture a hole like a, a hole that's on the on the ocean in Kauai. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you've got you've got to have a canvas. You've got to have a a, a a something that is compelling, and then you have to make that that scene beyond what the midday uh look is you know i have to take that scene and make it you know jaw-droppingly unbelievable you know what i mean which is you know what i what i get to do in this work you know and now even more so where you know i can get to places pretty much almost anywhere i'd like to go now i can get to places and, and do my do my thing but so so he was definitely uh a big, a big help. And then through him is how I met the other magazines. So my good friend, Darren, who, who, uh, Darren Bunch, who is also working with me still, I still travel with him a lot, owned a magazine at the time called fairways and greens and a big circulation, nice magazine. And, uh, you know, they end up having me shoot almost everything they do. And we end up traveling, you know, all over the world, you know, eight to 10 times a year. And we play every time we go, you know, we, we pack in seven to 10 courses. 
So it was all really good, you know, all really good stuff, you know, high end, you know, desirable golf package destinations all over the place. And that's what I continue to do to this day. Obviously, it's a little bit uh, on the back burner currently, but, um, you know, we're still doing what we can. And, uh, you know, and I have to uh, hand it to also my wife. I mean, (laughs) she is on board with me doing what I do. And it has been that way since since we met. you know, and, and my kids and, and family just being able to handle uh, the, the uniqueness of, of uh, me, you know, going out of town for a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I I can understand and, that. Yeah, and building a business, you know, from the ground up, essentially, uh, without any guarantees. Yeah. And you know what it is, is, is that it's probably your confidence in that. Right. And, and my wife is, uh, I'm so happy you acknowledge that too. You know, not only her, but your kids, it's good to know more about people. Um, one, one could assume someone that has your job, uh, would not be able to manage those things. Right. And people feel the same way with, you know, me or the things that I do. And what happens is, is I think that you would just have, such a drive for it and you're a very passionate person. And I think that it doesn't turn off in the aspect of like, if that's in you, it's in you. So you do each yeah. one of those jobs the same way. It's just when you have jobs that are unique, they don't fit a normal, you know, eight to five or whatever you want to call it. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's hard articulating that to people outside of your Eden family to say, no, like this is our normal. And well, how about this? Or how do you balance that? It's like, you know, like we've, we've chosen, actually, Will had a great thing he said. He said, um, when people talk about, you know, work-life balance, he's like, it makes it seem like one's more, you know, like one has to be worse than the other. And he's like, if you're having uh, a lot of joy in the things that you're doing, he's like, they both should be great. And they, they should somehow be intermingled, right? Like, so I'm sure that yeah. it, it, there's ways to do it that is healthy, right? I mean, if you're gone for, yeah. f- you know, four weeks or three weeks out of a four-week month, I'm sure there would not be much happening in your life on the aspect of marriage, but I'm sure you guys figure it out. Yeah. I try. I mean, when the kids were younger, it maybe was a little easier because it just, there wasn't school involved and all that kind of stuff. But you know, now I I try to make sure I try to anything past about seven days now becomes an issue. Yeah, I get it. It's hard, right? Uh, It's hard managing those things at a high level. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. I mean, and you know, it's not always perfect and sometimes it's very, very challenging and, uh, it's, it's not always, um, easy to manage, but, uh, it is, what we do. And, 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 uh, you know, the, the good thing about all of it has been that, you know, the photography has led me into another business that led me down the road of starting a golf package travel business. And so that was never something that I thought that, it would evolve that my photography would evolve into, but you know, the ability for me to visit some of these destinations and, and gather a, a huge library of, of, of images and, and establish relationships with courses that I could essentially start a travel company with. And so now we do uh, golf packages into six different destinations around the country. And my brother and my uh, nephew helped me out with the, with the business and, it, and it's a pretty good business. Oh, I love it. And that's, and what happens is you continue to grow in your passion, right? So you've, you've acquired new skills, which is your relationship building that you've always had, but that turns into, Hey, we could do something like this. Then you start asking the questions and you build it out and you already have, you basically recording that idea without even knowing it, just being willing to do photography. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, more obviously goes into it than that. I I, I understand. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not no, but um, that's the basic of it. That's the Absolutely. basics, right? Like it's just being yeah. willing to then be observant because you could have been content with doing the photography, which is great. But like, if you're looking around, you're like, hey, I I feel like I could do this. Like, why not? Yeah, I, why not you? And why it. and why not do it well? Yeah, and, and that's I, I never really thought what it would do, and so we just essentially put it out there. Next thing you know, people were calling us, and so you know. I, I had skills of being able to build websites. I had skills of, of, uh, you know, meeting people and and traveling and and acquiring photography. And, and luckily there was a little bit of a revenue stream to keep it going. Not much, (laughs) but there was a small revenue stream that turned into a decent revenue stream. Um, now, and, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of hard work and and it hasn't been easy. And, and I probably 
I don't know if I work more than I should, but that is what it is. Yeah, no, and I and I'm I think that when you are in the process of building and managing and doing things, I think sometimes too when you look at leadership and that's what I hear from you is is that leadership requires you to do things that most won't so that others can. So all the work that you get to put in, who knows? Like maybe someone that goes on that trip has that experience that you had with your grandmother and that right. moves them somehow in the industry to continue yeah. to have golf grow as a game or go home and be a better father or X, Y, or Z. Who knows sure. what those compounding you know, butterfly effects are, but the willingness has to come from someone that says there's going to be some work required. Um, I have the skills. I can do this. It might require me to do more than others, but I know that this is going to benefit um, something that I love, which is but what I see is you bring joy to people, right? So photography yeah. gets people excited about golf. It, it, it exudes your passion. But at the same time now, creating those opportunities for those people to go experience those courses and have that joy for themselves. I mean, yep. you're basically the liaison of fun, which is good. <laughs> I like that. The liaison of fun. Yeah. No, and and I, I, I definitely put that into my, uh, you know, when I'm doing a package for somebody, you know, say it's like eight to 12 guys and they don't know anything about the, mesquite or st george man i know it like the back of my hand and i can essentially talk to him passionately and get him super excited and stoked to go on this trip and that's usually how it ends up no and that's perfect i think that you know every listener that's listening right now too there's a, a lot of us at some point i'm a little bit newer into golf um but mm -hmm. you, you you do go oh man it'd be great to take you know joel and james and and you know you start talking about your buddies and maybe yeah. we could do like four days here or this or that and then you're like ah, oh, well i don't know how do we work? Who's going to be the one to organize? You know, like you get into all yep. those details. Oh, sh you know, I got a call. I got to go guys. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. you need someone's help. And, and I always tell people too, um, I'm someone that's big on, if someone knows something and they're an expert in it, or they know more than me, um, I would rather pay for the convenience of getting it done right the first time than making yeah. mistakes. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't have time for that anyway. So why don't I just trust someone that's done it? Exactly. And that, that's, that's what we do. I mean, uh, and that's what I kind of pride myself on. And, and, and that's what we've been doing with the travel business for the last 15 years. That's amazing. And to be in business 15 years, that's a, that's a great thing to be able to say. Now, with, yeah. with all of that, you know, golf trips, things going on, you know, one of the questions that I have as well is, um, is there any good stories or memories uh, through this process that kind of glare out you like, oh, man, like, there's this trip here and this happened or man, I'd never do this again or, or, or whatever. Like just, is there anything that kind of jumps out through this, uh, this period of which you've been kind of putting things together where you're like, Oh man, that was, that was an interesting time or, or something like that. Do you, ha do you have any of those stories? Oh man, there's, there's so many, <laughs> almost every time I travel, I could come up with a, uh, some, some epic highlight. Um, I'll try and pull some out of the, the hat of, uh, of some of the highlights, but you know, really just <clears throat> first and foremost with just being able to travel and, 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 and experience some of these, you know, bucket list type golf courses. Um, oh, I mean, you know, just from, from, from me being at one point, just a hoper and a dreamer and, and, and just trying to, be a golf course photographer because there is no job of golf course photographer. Like, there is, but what there's like maybe three or four positions of, of like a staff photographer for golf digest or golf magazine or something. And, and, and really, I don't know if I'd really want that job Yeah, because, because then you're, yes, you'd, you'd be doing some cool stuff, but you're also working for somebody else and, and you're, you're, it's a job. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I mean, so that from just a freedom standpoint, um, uh, you know, I've always loved that part of, of what I've been able to create. Um, you know, probably the earliest highlight is just <laughs> the first trip I got on. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. These guys are going to let me come do this for free. Uh, and so it was great. So just the, the aspect of playing, you know, great golf courses and, and traveling virtually for free. I mean, it, you know, I'm still, still my time and working and, and making a little bit of money from it. But, you know, the, the other, the, maybe a story that is, is more along the lines of, of, uh, you know, an interesting tidbit is, uh, <clears throat> I was traveling in Oregon a 
probably seven or eight years ago with one of the magazines that I was working with. And it was this big, long trip. We started out in Bandon and we drove uh, from Bandon up into Bend. And Bend is a phenomenally gorgeous part of the world. And, you know, I've always told myself, even when I started doing it, to when I, whenever I go out into a shoot, I tell myself, first and foremost, be careful. Because you can do stupid things when you're distracted. And early on, I'd broken a couple of cameras and I'd, I'd done a couple of stupid things, just making mistakes when I was going out. And so anyways, it was uh, one morning that was frozen. And it was, it was in, in late April in Bend at this golf course called Tetherow, a great golf course in Bend that I was shooting. And so it was completely frosted, like, you know, frozen solid early in the morning. And I had, I had again told myself, be careful, you know, just be careful. So I was shooting this one hole and I got back into the cart and wasn't paying attention. And hit the gas on the, on the cart and didn't realize that my foot was hanging out the side of the cart. Well, two seconds after pushing the gas pedal, my foot gets sucked under the rock and literally folds in half. Oh no. And I, I was just the amount of pain that I was in for probably 10 seconds. I just about passed out. So my, my foot was stuck between a rock and a golf cart wedged in there and I couldn't get it out for a couple of minutes. And so I was just panicked. And so, and and obviously, you know, I knew I was in big time trouble when that happened, just, and just trying to get my foot out was nearly impossible. So luckily I was able to get it in reverse and get my foot out. And of course, then I'm out in the middle of this golf course with pretty much a broken foot. Yeah. (laughs) And I was in so much pain. It was unbelievable. And I mean, like I literally just, I couldn't, couldn't even think so you know that's the kind of stuff that's that you know is kind of this crazy aspect of 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 the job and i mean you know i could i could rattle off another hundred instances luckily not of breaking any bones or (laughs) anything like that so anyways my foot was broken um it was it was a huge bummer because it was kind of in the middle of the trip i did not go to the hospital uh and my foot kills me to this day it's a, it's a good reminder to be careful, I guess. Absolutely. So I, I'm even more so now. And, and also, man, don't hang your foot out of a golf cart because you have no idea how easy it is to get that snagged on anything. Yeah, and it's so and, easy to kind of just jump in one leg, yeah. take off, yep. and it's just it's so convenient. Yeah, but yep. yeah, I, I need yep. to watch. I do it myself. I do that. So I was just thinking like, oh, my God, that sounds horrible. I, I tell people all the time. Don't hang your foot out of the cart, man. You're going to hit it on something or you're going to smash it into a curb or you're going to do something <laughs> stupid that you're going to regret. Yeah, oh, and then there, yeah. Goes, and there goes your golf. Yeah, so here, here, how about this one? Okay, so first I get hired by Vegas, Vegas Golfer Magazine, right? We're going back to my sort of break. So Vegas Golfer Magazine hires me on the very first shoot. I'm shooting three of the top courses in, in Vegas, Cascada, Rio Seco, and Bears Best, three of the best courses in Vegas. So I'm on my very first morning, my very first shoot at Rio Seco. And I'm up there at 5.30 in the morning, you know, before the sunrise, and I'm just scouting. And so I decide to drive. They tell me that 16 is, is like their signature hole. So I drive out to 16 backwards, which I've learned from a long, from, from five, 600 golf, golf courses that golf carts or cart paths were not designed to, to be driven backwards. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but there's oh, so a lot start, of places. Starting from 18, working your way back. Yes, yeah. So I went backwards, back down the car path towards 16, right? The closest, the, the shortest way. So anyways, this car path, it wasn't crazy or anything, but the one, one part by 16 was this like full-on like switchback. Well, I'm out there and it's it's not quite pitch dark, but it's it's still fairly dark and again this is my very first shoot and i'm on assignment with this magazine who i'm stoked to be doing work for and 
I'm looking at this green and I turn this corner right next to the green. And for whatever reason, the golf cart keeps turning and I turn right into a wall. And smash the cart into the wall and breaks the front tie rods. This is like, you just got there. This happens. Yeah. Oh my God. Very first shoot. And I, and I smash this golf cart into the wall. Not, not only that, but I go flying, smash my pinky, break, break the tip of my pinky and smash a lens. And the lens was probably well over a thousand dollars. Yeah. 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 Lens is tough. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that just, again, (laughs) remind me never to ride in a cart with you. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, man. Especially if I'm doing photography, you could die. (laughs) Yeah. I, it sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens like that. I mean, you know, I've had a lot of crazy experiences like that from encountering animals on the golf course to stupid people to, uh, uh, challenges traveling, um, and you know, just silly stuff like that. I mean, but I, I still love it, you know, and then I just continue to try to tell myself every time I go out, you know, just be careful, especially with this new night photography that I've been doing. Um, I have to be even, even more cognizant about just being careful and, and being patient and, and thinking about trying to come up with a plan and, and have a plan and, and shit, man, don't get hurt. <laughs> well, I could probably, I mean, I could probably dive into a million questions about the night photography, but I'll just jump into sure. just one. Cause I want to make yeah. sure to get through my other questions. This is a, yeah. a, I mean, obviously this is not on the list, but with night photography, I've seen, that's what actually I was like, I need to talk to this guy. The picture you did there at Will's mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. it, it was, um, how do I put this? It almost felt like at some point, like an alien could show up. Like it was like, it, it was like so cool when I saw it, it, how it was highlighted the the way you could still see the surroundings, even though it was nighttime, but it draws you in, but you still have the depth of seeing everything around it. Like, I know there's probably proprietary secrets on how you do all that, but I just want to tell you that it, I've never seen anything done like that. And it's super cool. <laughs> Good. Well, you, uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you get it. I mean, I think that <clears throat> some people look at it and they don't know what they're looking at, which is fine. Um, I, I when I started doing it, I realized that not everybody was going to like it, and that's okay. I mean, um, I personally creating it and figuring out how to do it and sort of mastering the process. Uh, was was fun uh it was just experimenting and really to be honest with you i i with without saying that i was bored i wanted to try and push the envelope of what was possible in golf course photography and yeah to some extent i could travel to some of the best golf courses in the world and almost guarantee that i was going to get some great photo but there's a lot of great photos out there that are done at Golden Hour. And yeah, would it be my own style? Yes. But I kind of wanted to see if I could take things a little bit further and, and pretty much invent a new style and create new golf art that nobody would ever seen and or done and or attempted. Um, and so that's what I set out to do. Uh, luckily, you know, I have access and I live fairly close to courses and I live close to some epic golf courses that I have great relationships with that I can say, Hey, I'm going to, I got this crazy idea. I'm going to be out on your golf course at 1130 at night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You've developed, Uh, you developed the access and you developed the rapport and, um, it's one of those things where if you didn't bring a benefit, they wouldn't let you do it. If you weren't a good person, once you do it and you did create something new like that. It, this is, this is how cool things happen. If someone says, you know what, how about this? And it's the cool thing is, is like people could say, Oh, you lived in golf dogma for years. So you're just going to do the same thing over and over again. You're like, no, no, no. Like I'm doing something different. I'm going to photo courses at night, specifically like midnight. 
that's cool, yep. especially being in the industry for so long to push something outside of the norm. Yeah. Like that's a true outlier. And those those yeah. are the things I get excited about. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I wasn't sure. I still am not sure. I'm just doing it because I like doing it. And I think it's cool. And I think that uh, I'm, I continue to get better with everyone that I do. I continue to learn. I continue to push even more aspects of it. And I, as I'm out, you know, as I think even more of it, I even have other ideas that I'm coming up with to say, hey, that might, I should try that. <laughs> and that's just the way my brain works. Um, and so it's been really fun. I've, I've been doing it for about a year and a half now. Um, it, it changes, and it's called Golf Illuminated. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah. I kind of have branded it as Golf Illuminated by Brian Orr. Um, and I've been to some epic locations. I have epic locations on my schedule to do it at. I just returned from um, an amazing course in, in Scottsdale that I will be super excited to release those when they're done. Um, but yeah, I continue to really enjoy figuring out how to how to make it the night photography stuff as cool as it can possibly get. And I I'm continuing to push the envelope in the, in the medium. Um, it, it poses its even more challenges, <laughs> as I'm sure you can imagine. Oh yeah, like, it, it's hard, and I and and uh, <clears throat> it doesn't always work, and 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 it, it's not easy. I'll put it that way. Well, then it just sounds like less people are going to be willing to try it, which leaves room for those that are equipped to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would assume that somebody would copy it at some point. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Well, usually that's <laughs> but, the best form of flattery. And what, what I meant by that is, is like, yeah, you, you chose a path that's so unique. One, you created, but two, the requirements to be even able to pull it off. I mean, it's a slim list of probably people who could even attempt it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, and, uh, you know, it poses a lot more, a lot more, uh, safety issues than I would like. Um, what driving a golf cart at night <laughs> that, and, and just some of the locations in terms of wild animals, uh, are challenging and, and, uh, unsettling. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But, you know, no risk, no reward. That's how it works. Now I mean, that's kind of what I've done my whole life. Well, and that's and that's what makes you who you are. And, I, and I'm, I am fired up to be on the podcast with you. And I'm sure the listeners are excited as well. But me particularly, um, I I really enjoy and love learning about people. And then when I find someone who's a challenger, uh, like wants to figure things out do things. If someone basically says you can't do it, that only encourages you more to try it. Those are the kinds of people that I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. They're, you're going to do something and do something cool. So with that though, a lot of people don't have that same courage and a lot of people don't have your perspective. Two of the questions that we ask, and they're going to be back to back is sure. one, what are words of advice you'd give to someone who is new to golf? Uh, um, golf can reward you in more ways than just something to do. There's a lot of life lessons that, you know, you can talk about, but you don't, you won't understand them until you play and play proficiently. Um, I would also say that golf is a sport slash recreation that you can do almost your entire life. You don't necessarily have to be great at it to enjoy it. And take the time to learn the, uh, take the time to learn either with somebody or reading or watching to learn how to hit the golf ball the right way. A lot of people learn, you know, the, the wrong way and, don't have a concept of how you're supposed to hit a golf ball to make it go. Um, you know, golf hitting the golf ball works with compression, and 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 it's it's a very small 
tolerance to hitting the ball good versus bad. But if you understand what you need to do to make a good strike, then you'll love the game. It doesn't necessarily matter where the golf ball goes. I don't really care. I just want to hit it the way that I'm supposed to hit it. And, and if you can do that, uh, you'll enjoy the game for your entire life. Um, so that's an important part. Now, you may not do it every single time. And of course, that just comes with practice um, and just time. But being out on a really cool golf course out in some cool landscape, wherever it is, or even just at your local par three or muni with, with a friend at sunrise or sunset, just walking and talking and doing hit and silly shots or whatever, it can be very rewarding. Uh, that's for sure. Um, and just this just this thought just takes me back to like, you know, the very simple part of the game of why I just liked it, just being out there walking, uh, doing something physical that wasn't something that I was competitively seeking uh, greatness in. Um, and I'm still competitive as, as we play, but I don't take it very serious anymore. I just I just want to go out and enjoy and hit a few decent shots. Even if I screw up shots, I don't, I don't really care. And I'm not really out there to play for score, and I'm not this huge handicap guy. Um, I've kind of, all that has gone by the wayside for me. I just enjoy going out and hitting shots. I love hearing that. Um, that is like such, I just envision you walking with your buddies when you're talking about that, just, just being out there having a good time. What is, yeah. uh, what are some words of advice you give to a veteran golfer, someone who's been playing the game a really long time? Um, precisely that point is, I mean, okay. If somebody's a competitive player, then they're trying to make a career out of it. I understand that. And, and you have to be, you got to work so hard now and, and, and man, you better be incredibly dedicated and, and have, another level of mental, you know, acumen and physical acumen to, to, to excel in golf now. But I would just tell a lot of people that, that just to not take it so seriously. And, and I mean, handicaps, I mean, why, why just, I don't know. I mean, just have fun and, and to get mad on the golf course at, you know, hitting a bad shot or, or making a six or a seven or an eight or a 10 or a 15, it doesn't matter. Just, it can all be fun. I think that the, one of the problems with American golf is that people have this par score that they just feel like they're, you know, failures if they can't break 80 or break 90 or break a hundred. But that's it, not the point. It, it, if if pe more people played match play, and forgot about score, they would have a lot more fun. So I think that that's one of the and play a, or play another game. Like I mean, man, when I go when we travel with uh, with with our with our crew, we'll play a couple rounds of stroke play, but more often than not, we'll either play match play or a version of scotch foursomes, scotch foursomes, like an alternate shot type game. So when you play a team game playing golf. Oh, it can be so much fun. Like if you a, a two-man team, we play this game called Scotch Foursomes where everybody hits their drive and then you play alternate shot in. And you just play match play. There's no score. However many shots it takes. I love it. It, it, it is so much fun. And it just takes all the pressure off of, oh my God, am I going to get a par or a bogey or a double bogey or a 10? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you're still competing. You're still having fun. You're still Absolutely. wanting to hit shots. But it, yeah, that is a great way to experience it. I, I was invited to um, a country club in San Diego. Actually, um, Marietta to be uh, specific is Bear Creek. A buddy of mine, Brady, cool. brought me. And um, we played a lot of those. It was a tournament. We played a lot of those games where it was just like, a, yeah, like an alternate shot or, or they called one like Pinehurst. We just played different variations. And I had... I've never had more fun playing golf in my life. Yeah. It was just cool. For your, yeah, if you can root for your partner, it's infinitely much more fun. Oh, yeah. And then also, like, 
if you know, I blew up a shot, he blew up a shot, just kind of like laughing at him, like, dude, what was that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, what was that? Or then be like, all right, I'll bail you on this. You know, like, it's just, yeah. it's fun. It's because then you're not like really mad at yourself, I guess. It, it kind of relieves yeah. that. It's, it's, you can kind of laugh that everyone's struggling. <laughs> exactly. And, and golf is just hard. That's all there is to it. No, you know, I've been playing for 30, 35 years and I've never even come close. I've shot 75 once. And that was when I was like, playing and practicing and and you know i was trying to get better but i've only sniffed that a couple of times you know if, if i break 90 i'm a happy guy <laughs> yeah you know, that's all i'm trying to do i mean you know usually i can break 100 i mean sometimes i suck and can't do anything but are you having fun um, yeah i'm having fun and i don't take it too seriously anymore i, I you know I, I know that i am privileged and and uh uh you know, I've worked hard to get where I am, so it's not nothing's been handed to me. But um, you know, I do have access to great golf courses, and and uh, I get to get to play a lot of great golf courses. So I, I appreciate that fact that um, I can do that on some of the best golf courses in the world. No, that's that's a very very special thing, and it doesn't go yeah. without not only a lack of work, but a lack. Uh, it doesn't go without a lack of um, you finding a way to use your gift to make sure that you're pouring into those people's lives, right? Like that's why they want you yes. there. Um, yeah. my, my, okay. So this is my favorite question. And it's a two part question. Sure. What impact do you want to have on the game of golf and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, I mean, I, I, I would like to be remembered at least for, for my own style of golf course photography. And I hope that I'm on my way to doing that. Um, not only in just my regular golden hour photography that I've been doing before I start started and invented golf illuminated, but I would obviously I'm, I'm trying to take golf illuminated as my quote unquote signature series of, Hey, this is Brian Orr. this is what this guy invented this, you know, this guy created this style and, and he traveled all over the world doing this, unique golf course photography that nobody had ever done and nobody had ever even tried or ever even conceptualized really um until i went out and figured it out and started doing it um so that for sure um you know in terms of work uh <laughs> i would say that i'd like to be remembered for a a, a good-hearted fun enjoyable uh good guy loves golf course photography and music i've been, I've been a, music's a huge part of my life too man i've been in so many bands and and play a ton of music and that too um you know of course when i was younger i had grander visions of being a rock star like most people did yeah uh but um yeah and just a, a good dad and a, and a good husband and, and uh try to do everything i can to uh enjoy life and and um try not to take it too seriously um and and try to inspire some people along the way to be to be good people and and follow their dreams too i didn't know if i really was following my dreams that's just what i did i i, I don't think i made this conscious effort of saying screw that i'm gonna follow my dreams that's just what i did this is what it just it was just, I, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, at one point I did make a decision of saying, screw this, I'm not going to work for somebody else. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do and I'll make it work. And, and from that point on, I've just kind of done my own thing and just made it work. Yeah, there were times where it was really hard, where I probably didn't have any money. And who knows if that will happen again, but, you know, doing everything I can to, to not have that, you know, financial burden, but you know, it wasn't always easy. And man, I've, I've worked for great money. I've also worked for pennies. Yeah, I think that your willingness though, to continue to find a way to pursue what interests you will always land you on your feet. And the fact that you yeah. have an immense skill, um, and you, you work to refine and, and polish it. So, I, I definitely believe that 
all of your work is amazing. Um, but I, I, I think that I could see, you know, down the road, like, like you're saying too, cause usually it, it takes a little bit of time, but people were definitely saying, man, he really changed the game of photography with this particular I golf so. eliminated. I, I really think he'd be a thing. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I, I really don't care. I do. But I it, think it's cool. Well, good. <laughs> good. I'm, I'm glad you do. I, I, it's, it's been interesting to see reactions. Some people get it. Others, not so much. And I'm totally fine with that. I, I get it. It's like music. It's like making my music. You know, the records that we put out 20 years ago. Some people thought we were the best band in the world. Other people were like, meh, not for me. Yeah, and you know what? Different strokes for different folks. So Yeah, for sure. Know. And I, I totally get that. You know, I think that the medium for Golf Illuminated, and I haven't done it yet, and I'm trying to plan the best way to do it, but I'm just trying to gather a bigger body of work currently. I really think that it's that it, that it will be very impactful in an art show type setting. I was I was just thinking of uh, there's a right on Front Street in Maui. They do some art shows where they have different things. I mean, I could see you featured in there with it all printed yeah. up. That would be yeah. so cool. Yeah, because you should see them when when they're printed on like metal or printed on silver halide paper or some big medium that really you can really stand and see what it is. Not looking at it on the phone on Instagram. Oh yeah, it's it's much more impactful, and, and I, you can you you kind of understand what what I'm doing and and what the how cool it actually is. Well, and what's interesting to me too is is and I'm not going to stereotype or categorize this, but I could almost see too people that are in golf that are used to traditional photos may not understand it, but me just getting into it and having a background in, you know, like the building brands and fashion and different stuff like that. When I saw it, I'm like, Oh, that would go super cool. in like a very modern home. Like you could see yeah. how like it, it's actually obviously just created, but and I'm not trying to just, you know, church it up here, but I could just see that in a setting that, someone might not even like golf, but just love the way that it looks. But yep. I'm sure the people that I, love golf would sure. have it. You know what I mean? Like it's just so, yeah. it's just different. It's different. And it's very, uh, even when I look at it, I'm like, man, it's cool that the, the illumination factor of it, the sort of surreal sort of ethereal uh, uh, light and just feel of some of the compositions. And some are better than others. Um and, you know, I, I try to create, try to do it better and better every single time I go out and do it. Yeah, but I'm sure it's definitely a process. Well, with all this being said, I, I know you have a website. And the main thing that I want to do is, is, you know, people have got to hear your background. They get to hear some cool stories and learn who you've worked with. They've heard some advice. They kind of heard your why and who you are and why you do things that you do. Um, how can people have more of you? Like wh where do they contact you? Should they follow you on social media? If they want to plan a golf trip, if they want to purchase photography, if they just want to chat, um, you know, what are some, um, courses of, uh, uh, or what are some medians that they can take to, to have more of you, I guess. Sure. So, uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people see me on Instagram and my handle on Instagram is just Brian or B R I A N O A R. So that's, that's an easy one for people. Um, most of my Instagram just copies to, to Twitter. I'm not on Twitter very much. Um, it's just not my favorite platform. You know, just, just more talk, less photography. <laughs> but you can follow me on it, uh, Twitter at Brian or Golf. Um, and then regular website, uh, just BrianOr.com. Um, you can also go to the URL, which is kind of the same URL, which is just golfilluminated.com. I also have that same handle on Instagram for that process called golf illuminated at golf illuminated. But I post most of my stuff to, uh, just to, to my main account at Brian or I do sell, uh, prints and stuff, uh, off of my website, um, for photography. Um, so check it out, buy a print, support an, an, an artist. Um, and, uh, so moving on to the travel side, um, we operate, uh, Mesquite 
golfcourses.com. And that's the main site for Mesquite, Nevada. And then 30 minutes to the north is St. George, Utah, which uh, that uh, site is stgeorgeutahgolf.com. We also operate lasvegasteetimes.com. And then a unique market in Branson, Missouri, which has the new Tiger Woods course. So that's kind of a cool cool destination, too, that we do a unique destination, Branson, Missouri. As soon as uh, I saw that and then play there, I'm like, I have to go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You know, Branson's a unique town. It, it's hard to explain, uh, but um, there's a lot of good golf there. And obviously with the Tiger Woods course opening, it is huge. It's uh, This spring has come almost sold out. Uh, but over the next couple of years, it'll die down and, and won't be as you know crazy in demand. But it is a cool destination. I haven't played the Tiger Woods course yet. It had been under construction the last time I was there. But the, even the other golf courses there in town are pretty darn cool and a unique experience. We do most of our business into St. George and Mesquite. You know, the courses that are in the desert are pretty unique for most people. You know, it's like playing on another planet. I mean, there's hardly any trees. Um and it, you know it's desert golf and big wild canyons and and red rocks and uh, just you know kind of otherworldly type golf landscapes. Which I've also been lucky to have that unique uh, place where I live to be able to photograph that kind of stuff. You know, it it just I also also think it makes a little bit of a a sort of I don't know if it's my work but that's just what i grew up shooting and it's what i've been shooting because i live so close to all these courses you know so you kind of you know even though i do travel all over the world i mean having these wild landscaped you know desert golf courses in my backyard has been quite beneficial to what i've been trying to do just because of the unique look no and it's, it's so cool yeah i mean if you follow me on instagram i mean you'll just immediately we'll see that a lot of my stuff definitely is in the Southwest. Um, I mean, I've been all over the world, but you know, I, I, when I'm at home, I can shoot the courses that, you know, 25 courses within 30 minutes of my house. So I, I, I've got a, a lot of cool sort of scenes that I've been shooting over the last 10, 15 years. Now this, this is a, a perfect way for people to be able to take um, an opportunity to learn from you from doing it for so long. And, uh, with quarantine and I, you know, I don't try to talk about it too much on the show, but it has been happening the past year. The one thing that yep. hasn't been shut down is golf. So you're seeing just a huge yep. influx of people learning about the game. And, yeah. you know, I'm just going to encourage the listeners, Hey, if you're not following, uh, him on Instagram now, there's nothing that gets you more excited about golf also outside of just playing than seeing how amazing these golf courses are. And, and some of them you can access some of them, obviously you'd have to be a member to access, but just knowing that like that beauty exists and you can go play it is just surreal. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be surprised uh, uh, of, you know, a lot of people think that there are places that you would never be able to play. Well, I've always lived under the, under the, over the mantra really of never say never because you never know where it's going to take you. As soon as you say, well, I could never do that. Well, then you probably can't. True. True, but, true, true. You know, I, I I remember saying this was I had I met my friend and I remember he he, he kind of got mad at me at one point. <laughs> and I never forgot it because he and that's why I say it. He got as we were I'd never been to the old course in St Andrews and I was like I remember just casually talking and I was like ah I'll probably never play there anyways and my and that my friend went what are you talking about dude. You never say never, man. You never know where, where this is going to take you. You're going to get there someday for sure. And now here I am. I've been there twice. Amazing. And so you just never know. You just keep moving towards the stuff that you want to do and that you like to do and stuff that inspires you and, and see where it takes you. I, you'll be surprised. Be surprised where you'll go. And and I lo- and that's how I live my life. And I love that information. And, and I think that's true is, you know, at XIX, the whole brand, the podcast, the headwear, what I'm trying to create with this is um, you want growth in life, fitness, and in golf, not necessarily in that order, but ultimately the thing is, is like pursue being better. And pursuing being better is not putting limitations on yourself. 
So why sure. not, right? Like why not you? Why not yeah. be able to do these things and just see where it takes yeah. you? So I love it, Brian. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on the podcast. Sure, so stoked, man. I hope you have a good rest of your day and um, golf soon. We'll figure it out. Sounds good, Charlie. I appreciate you having me on, man. And I'm sorry if it's long winded in some parts. I hope it's hope it was an interesting uh, podcast for you. And uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, send me an email or DM me or whatever. I'd be happy to chat for a few minutes. And again, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Take care. Where the kids are hip Yeah, my buddy